whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant, welcome back down here, buddy. What's happening, Scott? Glad to be back Not as th- always. Yeah, it's, it's you know, December was, uh, was a fast-paced, quick month where we had a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, overwhelming amount of stuff to process in December, but we're back at it with our regularly regularly monthly scheduled tasting and i'm pretty excited about this month because this is something totally different yeah this is this is something we started back in june of last year so uh tonight we're going to be talking about what what oak aging or what barrel aging does to whiskey not just uh you know new make spirit from wherever you're getting your whiskey from whether it's mccallan or knob creek or whatever uh what we decided to do was we took a bottle of already, you know, single barrel select, already wonderful whiskey, which is Knob Creek single barrel select. Uh, I think this one started around 14 years old. And we decided to put it into a two liter barrel uh, from Thousand Oaks Barrel. So this barrel is, again, a two liter barrel. So just a little bit more capacity than two bottles of whiskey. Uh it's from the Kelvin Cooperage. It comes with a number three char, so you know standard medium char that almost every barrel gets. And we put two bottles of Knob Creek Single Barrel Select into this oak aging barrel and sampled it at various points throughout the, uh, the process. And we wanted to kind of go over what each tasting note is. We already know how good Knob Creek is, right, Brant? Yeah, I mean, it's something we've probably both had countless amount of times between different store picks between just the uh the everyday one that they do from the distillery um which i guess is just their single barrel reserve um so yeah it's pretty pretty familiar whiskey um i mean for me nothing i'm gonna you know assign any awards to but i mean overall a pretty solid great taste in bourbon yeah, I mean, I, I think I've had it, I, I can't even count the number of times I've had it, whether it is, you know, the regular stuff or, or the, the single barrel select uh, throughout different years that this, or different barrel picks, different store picks that this goes to. It's a it's a solid whiskey. It's it's not something that's going to, you know, break the bank. It's usually about 45 to $49 for a bottle of the single barrel select. And it's all in all a good flavor, a good profile that really is great anywhere from nine years old to 15 and a half years old, which uh, I've had throughout the course of my, my time. So uh, the most important part is to actually talk about what each expression does, how the whiskey changes from sample to sample, and whether or not y- you get more oak, less oak, does it mellow, does it do this, you know kind of wanted to experiment a little bit and see what the oak aging process does yeah um you know you never can really get there's not really many on the market that you can taste the exact same whiskey or liquid in um different phases of the barrel right i mean there are some companies that produce 10 years and 12 years just like you know pappy van winkle for instance but um we don't really necessarily know if it's the exact same. I mean, I guess it is the exact same product going in the barrel originally, but you know, we don't know. It's not the same harvest and the same year yield, and you know, there's a ton of different things that can go into it and make those slightly different. And I got a feeling that um, 
between Pappy 10, 12, 15, 20, 23, they're not all pulling that and coming out of the exact same part of the warehouse, you know, and plus it's a, right. it's a, also, Scott, it's a blend, mm-hmm. you know, so how does that affect the, uh, the taste? You know, they're blending for taste, so um, there's not too many true single barrels uh, on the market, or really, I can tell you the only one that I've come across recently is this pinhook vertical I think I was telling you about, um, which is going to take years to be able to compare the difference between the aging on this on this bourbon and real quick I think we talked about that on a previous episode but Pinhook put out I think 150 they made 150 barrels or, or no 1200 barrels and they're making batches of 150 barrel but they're going to be a release of that original laid down liquid every year from 4 to 12 years um, but I mean, it's going to take eight years to collect the vertical and taste the difference that that wood makes. And what you did, uh, you know, in the speakeasy is kind of simulating a similar thing. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, the smaller the barrel, obviously the faster that aging process actually gets to because there's there's less liquid to surface area ratio that is going to speed up the aging process. Um, or so that's what the, the barrel company tells you. Now, uh, Brent, have you ever had new make spirit? Say it again. Have you ever had new make spirit, like the stuff that comes right out of the still? Out of still, yes. Yes. What, kind of describe what that tastes like. Um, well, I mean, it's basically white dog, white lightning. Um, and it, I mean, it, it has a, a sweetness to it if it's bourbon. Uh, you know, if it's corn, I've tasted it actually from a couple of different, you know, different distilleries. Um, Stranahan's, uh, I tasted Stranahan's straight out. I want to say Woodford, and then just recently tequila, uh, straight out the still. Um, but you don't, you don't realize how much flavoring the barrel has as an effect on that. So, uh, sweet corn. I mean, obviously, if it comes straight out of the still, it's got an overpowering ethanol, um, ethanol scent to it, and uh, and taste, and taste to it. But it's honestly kind of neutral uh, in a sense. I mean, it has it lends itself to whatever that that the mash bill is. Um, but yeah, what you get out of the still is nothing like the after-aged uh, barrel. Uh, what is your experience with that? So my uh, my experience with uh, I think it was actually Buffalo Trace's White Dog was or whatever that was I think it's White Dog. I think right? it's called White Dog. Yeah. Yeah. It it's potent. It it is very surprisingly sweet. Like you expect it to be very burning and very ethanol. It's actually surprisingly sweet. There is an ethanol component to it, but it uh, it definitely has a a weird flavor profile that you would not expect. I mean, you think, okay, I'm going to taste what whiskey starts like, and it's got to be something similar to what it should end like. And no, it doesn't. It's ridiculously sweet corn, and there's no, you know, you're missing like the the honey. The vanilla, vanilla, brown flavors. sugars. Yeah. All, that's, brown sugar, all that's coming out of the barrel. And it just, it's just, it's weird. It's mm-hmm. the weirdest, like, taste. Because, again, you're used to tasting the notes from bourbon, you know, typical notes from bourbon, the brown sugar, the honey, the vanilla, uh, the orange peel. These kind of things aren't there, and it's just a weird flavor. But what happens when that barrel or when that still is made, it then goes into the to the barrel, uh, and then that's where it kind of maturates. It, it, uh, the process is actually called absorption, and what it does is, is the, the wood fibers actually allow the, the whiskey to flow in and out as heat expands and, contra- and cold c- contracts the wood and that's where you get this flavor it you know it kind of marries with the wood and, and soaks up the wood or the wood soaks up the whiskey and then spits it back out into the whiskey and it kind of brings out the flavor of the wood so you know different woods do different things to different whiskeys um, now in, in bourbon we, we obviously know has to be if it's going to be called bourbon has to be new aged American oak and that's the one component that has to every bourbon has to have it's got to be a brand new barrel it's got to be charred yep. and it's got to be American oak 
And through this, you know, through this process, as the whiskey gets drawn into the barrel's walls and creates this like this flavor, that's when you get the the vanilla-like taste or the buttery flavor or the tannins, that wood spice that comes along with with the whiskey. Um, now, whiskey aging depends on so many different factors. It could be, uh, you know, the temperature plays a factor. The height of the the warehouse where the, the where the whiskey's stored. The type of the, 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 the type of the warehouse the t- itself. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Whether it's a metal corrugated metal walls and roof, uh, brick walls and roof, or wood walls and roof. Humidity of the location. Yep. Uh, heat of the location. Yep. Top rain, of the hill, bottom of the top hills, of the yeah. Sun where in the morning, situated. sun at night, all kind of yeah. change, everything changes. So many factors go into it, and that's why you can't really say, okay, all whiskey is going to age the exact same way, because that is absolutely false. Now, um, kind, of a, kind of an interesting question I came across while, while doing this. Is it possible for a spirit to get too old as it ages? And I think that's a, that's a fairly good question, um, and I think I, I think it is because there are some whiskeys that, you know, I've had that a twelve year is better than a longer year, you know, an eighteen year, or uh, a nine year is better than a ten year, or something like that, because I think that as sometimes no sometimes older is better just because it is it's mellowed out, it's taken those harsh flavors, or it's everything from the wood has kind of settled into it and, and really married nicely. But it's not always it's not always better for older. For the most part it is though. No, and I, there's definitely probably a you know, sweet spot in there, but until you get a chance to taste the difference that the oak aging makes, I mean it's it's kind of a personal preference, right? Though I mean some people some people yeah. are gonna like not a lot of oak. Some people are gonna I mean you know some people Hate young oaks and people hate over oaked. Yeah, no, it's it's totally a totally a thing to be over oaked. Uh, so look, as we talk a little bit more about aging, let's pour our day one sample. This is the standard Knob Creek single barrel select. It's approximately fourteen years old. It is something you'll find on most shelves of your. Was this you know, a store pick? Store pick, yes. This was a store pick. So this wasn't the reserve. This is one that. No, just a standard single barrel select that uh, you could find at most of your most of your local places. Well, I guess what I'm asking is they make they make one that's the single barrel reserve that is the one that comes from that's right. the mass produced from the distillery, and then they have no, no, gotcha. A store yeah, no, selection is, that's hand selected by that location. Yeah, this one's hand-selected by the location. Because I believe the regular one from Knob Creek is an, is nine years still, right? Yeah, pretty much pretty so. much nine, and then every once in a while you get you know nine that nine and eight months or nine and ten months or something like that. But it's usually nine. They cut it off at that and don't sit there and age it for you know something else that that Beam is going to produce uh, later on. You know, they, they they might use it in something else for a blend or something like that. Right, right. So. Um, Pretty standard Knob Creek notes. The ethanol, by the way, uh, Knob Creek Single bar- Barrel Select is 120 proof, so 60% alcohol. High proof for a value whiskey. Mm-hmm. They're giving you all the whiskey and not a lot of water. Oh, no, definitely not a lot of water. Um, pretty standard, you know, sweet corn, brown sugar, maple syrup, caramel, and leather. That's pretty much my standard notes for a Knob Creek single barrel select. No, I mean on the on the nose, Scott. This taste. I mean, this taste. This smells like you want. You know, you want whiskey to to smell. I mean, yeah. To me, it's got classic vanilla, and um, it's got a little bit of the oak in it, and it's kind of got a sweet sweet corn. For a 120 proof, not a ton of ethanol on the no the nose. It's definitely hot, but not overly aggressive. Right. Yeah, you blow it away, you get more of the the vanilla notes on it. I think the the vanilla is kind of overshadowed on this one by the brown sugar and, and sweet corn. But 
Oh, oh no, good nose. Can't go wrong with it. You know, and kind of one of the things that this, that the aging process for Knob Creek, you know, at uh, this one at 14 years to begin with, but even at the regular one, the nine-year-old, is that nine that those nine years are spent in the ten, in the Kentucky summer, you know, in this uh, in this massive warehouse, and I think they, I think Warehouse H, which is where they normally keep this, has over ten no eight floors of different racks so there can be up to eight racks on this uh this this building so i think it's like what four stories but they have like you know rack on rack is there's usually about eight different racks they stack them like eight barrels how i'm trying to think how you think like one floor i don't know maybe three i'm trying to think i mean i've been in several it's either three or two maybe it is only two per maybe it is only two per floor i think so yeah, could be only two for four. And then they have, you know, deep. They go deep uh, with, I think, what forty or fifty different rows of whiskey. Man, just in depending, this yeah, just depending on the massive, massive rounds. So I'm looking. Looks like three. They go three high. Three high. Three high. Okay, so it's it's twelve it's twelve barrels high. So, th- it, 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 close your eyes, think about this warehouse. It is. 12 high and 50 deep of whiskey. And then, I don't know, another 12 across or 15 across. It's a lot of whiskey in a warehouse. And it's amazing they can keep track of it all. But all that's doing is slowly aging, slowly maturing, absorbing the oils from the wood, absorbing the woods, spitting out the whiskey and giving this, uh, you know, giving these tannins, giving these uh, vanilla flavors to it. Because that's where the vanilla flavor comes from. It's actually coming from inside the wood. The whiskey is pulling out oils from the wood to almost imitate a vanilla flavor. It's not really vanilla. There's no vanilla in whiskey. Right. It's just a vanilla flavor that, that when this chemical interacts with the wood, magic happens. Yeah, and I, that's, that's pretty much the beauty of the beauty of aging summed up right right there is all the stuff that it draws out of the, the whiskey or adds to the the whiskey that's not really there from the from the start at all. Like you said, that's if you ever taste white dog, you'll know it's nothing like the finished finished product. Yeah, no, not nothing at all. And especially with scotch, uh, scotch, you're always you know the malting process has to stop at some point. And whether they use peat to smoke it or wood to smoke to to uh, stop the wood process or the malting process. Those phenols in the malt go into the whiskey and go into the distillate, and then go into the barrel, which again is a uh, you know we'll talk a little bit more about Scotch barrels in just a minute. But it goes in there and it trades phenol for honey. So those smoke those smoke uh, particles actually go into the wood and magically you know through chemistry interact with the wood to create. You know, honey flavors, lemon zest, some vanilla, apples, and it really is a you know a magical process called chemistry. It does. All right, so with now that I dig digging my nose deep in it, though, I definitely get a little little heat. Yeah. Heat in there. Day but. one, heat's good. Brown sugar. Love this one. Taste. Try to taste it real quick. Those little first thing yeah. I notice is it's pretty medium body. It doesn't taste doesn't taste yeah. heavy, but it doesn't taste thin. I mean, you know it's you know it's there. You know it's whiskey when you drink it. Um, no no hiding the fact that it's it's bourbon. It's definitely got that kind of sweet corn to it, but it's uh, it's rich. Yeah, you know, it's, I it's rich and creamy with a nice sweetness of vanilla. And again, that brown sugar really shines on this one. Uh, the the finish on this one is definitely long. It stays with you for quite some time. It's uh, spicy, and, it, and it, it's kind of like a mix of cinnamon spice, where it has got a nice little you know kick to it, but also a long drying finish. And that's the oak that really... Uh, shines on this one. The uh, the high oak tannins really shine on this on this one here. 
Whoever took my pen. Just an <laughs> asshole. Check the wait staff. There we go. Well, the first one I had was like a little cheap, cheapy uh, ballpoint, and it was just digging into this pad. Like it just it was like mushy. Like it wouldn't. Oh god. It was like a real like uh, wide ballpoint. Yeah, for me, for me, the tasting, like I said, corn. It's kind of a medium, medium mouthfeel right off the, the, uh, right off the bat, right on the tip of the tongue. It's got all the same caramels, the same little sense of oak from from the nose, kind of carries through. I mean, honestly, this is another one. This is, I think, why Scott. This it is so popular when you walk into so many convenience stores grocery stores you see this by the case stack because it's kind of like buffalo trace you know when you think of tasting bourbon this is this gives you everything you want from the taste of bourbon we always talk about mccallan being like the definition or the the, the kind of start of uh what you expect a single malt to taste like this is right there um i would say this is right there with high proof bourbon or maybe buffalo trace is kind of your you know more your 90 proof Proof arena, right. but this tastes like what I want bourbon, or what I think of when I think of bourbon. Yeah, and and look, right now, uh, high proof or barrel proof or uh, cast strength whiskey is like the rage. I, I think it's underrated because I, I wish more companies would do it, especially with Scotch. That we found that out through the whiskey advent calendar. Yeah, and look, but I also think started on this property. I mean, yeah. This is this, Booker's is, is same family. Yeah, this is where high proof kind of got its cut, and this no, has been high no proof. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. That, but this is where high proof got its start, and this is one of the first mass-produced high proof whiskeys uh, readily available. Uh, this started what nineteen ninety-nine, I think, is their barrel program. Ninety-eight, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while. It's definitely warm, long. It's, and I would, I would, I would say it's it's kind of almost a. I mean, it's a lasting finish. It doesn't dry you out. No. But those, but the taste stays pretty consistent from the nose all the way through, through the back of the palate. I think. Yeah. On this. That's actually better than I better than I remember. Yeah, it's it's a good finish. Uh, by the way, the single barrel program started in 2010. That was their first release, so just okay. about a, just a decade of this. Okay, I'm actually gonna keep I'll put another another pour in my glass and keep it handy so I can taste. Yes. As we go through these, yeah, I need a little bit more to compare. All right. And then we're off to the the next one. We'll go ahead and put a put a lid on that one. The next one is uh, was taken about six weeks uh, six weeks into the finishing. Uh, Brant, just first first off, take your take the bottle of the day one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And look at the color difference already, just after six weeks. Yeah, so you definitely went from. I mean, you went from, to me, an amber... Amber? To... Cherry wood? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, cherry. Cherry wood, but almost a... Burnt caramel. Burnt caramel, yeah. Yeah. So this is the six-week mark, about halfway... What we decided was kind of halfway through the aging process. Uh, 12 12 weeks was probably where this thing was going to get overly oaked, because you got to remember, this is a small barrel... Only two liters, too much time, and it's going to over oak it, and you definitely don't want that. So, total process was, was about twelve weeks. So what do you? So what do they attribute a week, or how do they? Do they have a time scale for aging they, in the small barrel? They really, they really don't have an exact time scale. But what they say is, for every week it's spent in their two liter barrel is about 8 to eight to 12 weeks in a 53-gallon barrel. So it's, it all depends on where you keep it. If you keep it in the summertime and it's hot and, and you know it's constantly going, it's more closer to that 12-week mark. 
Um, this was kept uh, in pretty decent heat. I mean, it's it's kept in it, this this was aged through the summer, so it was probably 80, 90 degrees outside. So it was definitely getting some of that humidity and that uh, that ebb and flow through it. So um, interesting. So this one on the nose, the ethanol is kind of gone. It's not nearly as hot. It's actually no heat on this whatsoever. Yeah, surprise, surprisingly, it is vastly different. Yeah. I still get the brown sugar and the vanilla notes. And the sweet corn is still there. But... I don't know if it's it, it if is, it hasn't if it hasn't chilled for me, maybe chilled some of those even some of those flavors out, like kind of leveled out the the aroma. Yeah, I mean they're definitely not as prevalent on the nose. Um, I definitely get. I mean, I still get the vanilla and the brown sugar. The sweet corn is not nearly as heavy as well, and yeah. I think that's a tri- tributal to the ethanol that you would you would find right on the nose still get some ethanol if you'd like once again it's to be digging in yeah. there yeah but not nearly as hot all right let's give this one a try mm. hmm definitely to me, an immensely thicker mouthfeel. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely thicker, definitely more robust. Um, you move it around, you get some of like some like buttery notes to it, almost like a a rich like treacle cream, like a cream treacle, which is uh, molassesy, kind of uh, caramel style. See, I, I pull in, I taste more of the, the, I don't know if you, but I taste more malted barley for some reason. I, I feel like just those characteristics in this, and it may just be, I don't know, it may just be the oak, the oak doing that, but. There is, there is like a malted uh, grain or malted barley note to it, which, which I believe this has a component of malted barley. I don't know what the, I forget what the standard it, it, in a again standard Knob Creek mash bill. I want to say it's seventy five corn, fifteen rye, ten barley. I think that's what it is. What's the um? And it has kind of like a also two kind of a. That Coca-Cola root beer, like rhubarb spice. Yeah. Like rhubarb, or what's the, what's, I mean, not cacao, Coca-Cola, but I know there's another, like, spice in, there's like a cola spice happening. But I kind of think of a root. There is definitely, like, an herbal component to it now. It definitely, you know what, it may just be because it's that, that first hit on that new, on that char, right? I mean, there's been nothing. Yeah. You you season the barrel just with water for. The, yeah, you season the barrel with water to kind of make sure it saturates and, and you clog up all of the the pores, um, and then pour it out and then you start your, your process and essentially this is like a double oak. Okay. That, that uh, old fine whiskey did. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah, Woodford Dove. Woodford, Woodford was double doing. Oak. Yeah. So crazy that I'd get a little oak but I get way more spice like spices like uh, I don't know I guess it's kind of hard I want to I want to say like like root spice yeah if that if that makes sense it's like more earthy earthy spices uh, Brent the the Knob Creek single barrel mash bill is 75 corn 13 rye 12 barley So yeah, I think the barley comes out on this one. 
yeah, not I mean, not much barley in a mash bill, but I feel like it definitely brings it brings it out. But uh and then the finish is just it's the same. It's pretty smooth, pretty long. I think the finish is smoother on this one than with day one. It's still long. It's still got a drying component from the oak. Uh, you can still taste the oak. I just think it marries a little bit better. Mm -hmm. There's less of that like cinnamon spice and more of like a, a, a leathery note to it. Yeah, and I think it's it's smooth, a little more congealed kind of. You shot them back to back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely a little smoother. Less of the cinnamon burn. Less of the uh, harsh oak. I think there's a little bit of harsh note to the the original, the, the day one. Whew. This is this is smoother. Insanely smoother. Yeah. Much smoother. Much more depth of oak. See, even that, even that back-to-back -back taste, I got a little more. I like I said, I, I get more of just a crazy kind of oddball spice. It, it's more of like a rich, a rich oak, and a rich like spiciness to it, but not a cinnamon spice. More of like an urban spice, mm -hmm. like an earthy note. Very interesting. Just on this, again, six weeks in this little barrel. What a drastic change that is. Yikes. All right. Uh, Brent, as you go along, write down your numbers for these things. Uh, don't oh, yeah. reveal them yet, but write down your numbers for what you get for each one. And then we'll pour the last sample here. which is 88 days, so just under 90 days. And again, putting these three side by side, the color variance between these three. Maybe not so much the six week to the last one. Well, it's a little bit, it's definitely darker. It's now like a rich mahogany. And leather-bound books. No, not as as dark. not as not, not as, as big of a, drastic. I think that first that first run pulled all your all the the char yeah. and color out of that barrel. Um, How's it compared to uh, down more color added? The darkest. Uh, let's see, color added. It's a little darker than than Dalmore color added. That's your Dalmore. That's your Dalmore yeah. color added. That's Dalmore color added right there. And then that's the Knob Creek. I'd say it's it's darker. It's definitely darker. Like here, I'll show you. This is bottle to bottle comparison. Okay, I put this in a Blanton's bottle for just for niceness, but look at the big difference. Oh shit. It's massive difference. Yeah. The Blanton's bottle. That Blanton's bottle is what we're getting ready to drink. Yeah, this is what's in the bottle right now. It looks like red wine. I know. It's super dark in the bottle. And again, you got to remember the Blanton's bottle is very wide. It's like a grenade. So it's very wide and it's got more depth of the whiskey to go through for that light to go through. But it is, yeah. it is really dark. Uh, this is like rosewood. That's, yeah, that's pretty dark whiskey. So, let's see what, uh, let's see what this one brings out. So how old is this one? This one uh, equates to about an extra three years of aging inside a barrel. Um, but what, it was 80 days, you said? 88 days. I think it was 88, maybe? 80 days. So just shy of the 90-day mark. Um... And the only the only way I determined that was just smelling it. So I haven't actually tasted this. It was just smelling and going on smell alone. And I thought, okay, this was a good time to stop it and move on. So let's see here. 
again, there's no ethanol in this one at all. No, and see, for me, again, the nose is even more subtle. Like, yeah. Okay, I don't have anything that's just sticking out. N- nothing stands out on the nose. Maple. I get some, like, maple wood or maple syrup. And vanilla. And that's and that's really about it. Yeah, the the, the brown sugar yeah. is, is lingering slightly. But it's for the most part everything's kind of married and and mellowed out tremendously. I mean, I get, I definitely get a little, a little oak, a little vanilla. Yeah, the more you dig in there, now I get the oak. Get your nose a little closer to the bottom of the of the Glencairn, like the the to the walls, and I get more oak. And there's the sweet corn. Because I think the I think the ethanol has pretty much dissipated so the proof is still there yeah but the el- the ethanol you know the bang I right mean, up front I'm curious if you had any any actual water evaporation where maybe you actually have a higher truly a higher proof maybe that was the one thing I wish I would have looked into is getting a uh, proof test done on these yeah and I could All still right. do it. I mean, I still probably have enough to, to proof test it, but... Man. Smooth, smooth nose. All right. Time to bite into this one. Mmm. That's pretty good. All right, I got it. So that one is ridiculously candied. Yeah. That's like candied sweetness. Wow. Hmm. See, I'm getting orange and dried fruit. Again, it's very rich, very good mouthful. Uh, you're right. There's orange and, and dried dark fruits like cherry. Cherry really comes out on the, on this one. I think the the speechlessness mm-hmm. says a lot about this. This this is um. interesting. So not as, but I mean, I, I guess I get, I do taste more of the wood and oak too at this point. I think this, it kind of pops on the finish. Still long as can be. But the fruits, the fruits, the draft, the, the, the cherry, orange, Yeah, um, there's still vanilla on the palate for me, but the most in, the most intriguing note is, and not something I've ever really gotten. You know, looking at my notes, um, yeah, you know what? Okay, so the two some notes that I have on the 14 and 15 year old uh, Knob Creeks that I've had on the finish and on the palate you start to get sweet cherry candies and that's kind of what I get here is a like a, a cherry can like a candy cherry like a cherry jolly rancher yeah I can get the dark dark candy so yeah interesting interesting how Different flavors can get pulled into that same 
Same liquid. I'm going to go back to the second one and try it. Now, this one actually, this one did evaporate. So we started with two bottles of Knob Creek. And by the time I was done, I got just over a bottle. So maybe like a bottle and, uh, I don't know, maybe a quarter, maybe even less than a quarter of another bottle to, to finish this thing off. Okay, I drank the second one and then the third one. The third one okay. has massive oak on the finish. Mm-hmm. Number two, still oaky. Yeah. It's still long. Not a not a spice, but more of like a leathery See, oaky note. And that's what I got more more spice and kind of um when I got more of that kind of like I said, kind of cooking spice or root spice. Mm-hmm. In the second one, and then this one's definitely more candy, fruity. Yeah. You know what the orange is, now that I kind of take a step back and think about it? It's more of like orange marmalade. Rather than like orange, like sweet orange or, you know, the orange fruit. It's more like a bitter orange. This is really, really good. Very smooth. Again, I don't know what the proof is, but it's got to be up there. Because it's got a good oily finish to it. I mean, the legs just stay on this thing for days. Yeah, stiff. Pretty thin, but... Uh... Like, they're still running down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty oily. All right. I have my three scores for these three things. And while we sit and ponder that, once, you know, and, and again, which kind of preludes to what we did with our barrel next, and you'll hear that soon. Uh, once, a, once an oak barrel is done aging bourbon, it's sent off to Scotland for, for scotch because... That's once it's kind of weird. It's one and done in America, and they can't use it again. So, after this barrel is done aging the uh, uh, the, the bourbon, it gets shipped off to Scotland, and then they either they sometimes toast it a little bit, uh, or sometimes give it a, a little char to go, and then they put their scotch into it, and it marry and it brings out the flavors from the bourbon. It brings out the flavors that that. Uh, helped create a whiskey like this and then marry that into new make spirit for scotch and then it sits there for a much longer time usually scotch usually gives is 10 to 12 years whereas bourbon is anywhere from four to nine on average and so uh so you know it's kind of interesting to see what it'll be interesting to see what happens to our scotch that we put into this barrel after the snob creek and see if it if it does bring out the flavors from the bourbon and does take on a little bit more aging of that, that scotch. So, Are you planning, uh, to, planning to pull it at the same intervals, you said? Same intervals. Uh, exact same, same process for, uh, you know, for this, the scotch that we did. It'll be um, six weeks and then 12 weeks. So very interested to see what happens to that. I think I did. Did I do? Maybe I only did six weeks to it, because no, I must have done more. I gotta have one more over there somewhere. Maybe I only did six weeks. That's why I did longer. Anyways, um, all right, Brant, what would you say you gave day one? So, good whiskey. Um, 
I gave it, I gave it an 82 because it's kind of falls flat, although it is kind of what you expect to taste from, you know, from a whiskey. But 80, 82, yeah. respectable yeah. score, score, kind of a solid B. Yeah, that's exactly what I gave it, uh, an 83. Um, I I like it. It's a good, it's a good solid whiskey. Uh, nothing you're gonna go wrong with, and and you know don't get fooled by the the lower number. I just think an 83 is right where it should be for high proof. It, my only drawback on the, the the way it's kind of presented right out of the bottle is it is very hot. That ethanol does take away from some of it, and uh, uh, all in all, a, a very solid whiskey. Not something you'll be upset about. Yeah. Um, so one thing too, and this one is the same. I mean, this kind of falls in the same category as a lot of other single barrels. Um, I don't know why they don't do make it a a true single barrel or a, or a you know a barrel proof. I guess I mean they got single barrel, but it still is is batch or proof down to a particular proof. But to me, if you're gonna go this high, I say Blanton's is ninety three point whatever. It's single barrel and it's proof to that kind of lower drinkable proof. If you're gonna go 120, just give me true barrel strength. Why take the time to proof this down to an overproof? Why proof it down to an overproof whiskey? Yeah, I I don't get that. I don't know if it's that they feel that their single barrel always comes out consistently at 120, but if it was truly yeah, if it was truly a single barrel, then let the people who are tasting it taste different proofs when you when you go to, you know, when you go to taste this barrel, when if you do a barrel pick, you know, you and a few guys go down to Kentucky, you go to the distillery. They they walk you around the warehouse, you kind of look at different barrels, say, "Okay, you know, and then you pick, you know, five or so and they say, "Okay, let's try this one, this one, and this one, and that one." And then they bring it to you, and they they kind of give you the selection of what you want, or you, you figure out what you really like. And then from there, what they generally do is they give you different proofs, and they say, okay, this is proof down to uh, 118, and this is 117, and this is where we feel this would be good for you. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you want higher, lower, blah blah blah. It's a process, usually done over a, a full long weekend, but a process nonetheless, and. You're right. This one is weirdly regimented at 120. Yeah. Hi. There's, I mean, Jack Daniels, the regular Jack Daniels single barrels in the 90s, and then they have a 100. They do have a 100 proof, but no other single barrel that I know of that's as high as 120, and and I mean proofed down to 120 every time. I mean, when yeah. I know barrel proof in this has got to be just slightly above that I mean barrel, their barrel proof has got a range I mean like I said even if you look at the jack single barrels we've had the, the speakeasy I mean 122 124 to 134 you know at the extreme highest so why take the time to, to proof this down a few yeah. you know a, a few percent yeah, and, and not to be confused with store pick, you know, store pick bourbons like Buffalo Trace uh, or Weller store pick. Those are literally, um, you go and you pick some, you know, pick a batch of the, the or batch of that that is called yours. And you, you say, okay, this is one we picked out. We really like this batch as opposed to the one that came out the week, week prior, the week before, the week after, whatever. It's a little bit different. I, I, you're right. I don't get why there's not as customizable program as other single barrel programs. Yeah. So. I don't know. Um, okay. Six week aging process. What do you give that number? So that one, uh, just a slight nod. So from 82, I go to 85. Um, so three, three point increase because um, I like the uniqueness of some of the flavors that are uh, pulled out of it, that that spice, um, and also I think that one of the things that I would say um, the barreling process in the longer age does is it does balance out 
some of the naughty and nasty taste from a younger younger whiskey so the whole to me the whole uh, more balanced nose more balanced you know thicker kind of creamier mouthfeel is perfect proof of what aging in the barrel in the barrel does yeah and and I definitely give this a lot higher ranking than the original or the the day one I actually gave this one an 87 I really enjoyed this one I really enjoyed the new flavors that came out of this that that kind of uh, surprised me the mellowing of everything the little heat you know the little reduction in heat on the on the nose kind of gives the way to a a nice balanced whiskey that I don't think you'll find on a regular basis so this one got an 87 for me so a little you know a little bit higher of a jump but a jump nonetheless all right and then lastly the finished product the 80 uh, the 80 day process uh what did you give that one um, crazy. I, I gave it the same score. I gave it an 85. Um, different flavors, but nothing crazy. Just way more oak. Still balanced. Um, lost some of the spice. Gained a little bit of the, um, the fruitness. But, I mean, I still think it's an improvement over the, over the original. Um, but once again, maybe not an award winner, um, for me. But still solid. So slight improvement for me, 88 on this one. Um, I really enjoyed the candied cherries. I, I think that's what set it over the top for me, that that little bonus, that little cherry bonus. And I didn't, you know, going back and drinking this, uh, the, the six-week one, you didn't get the candied cherries. You didn't get that cherry uh, syrup no. flavor. And that was a nice added bonus, and that's what, for me, gave it just a little bit over the top. Uh, otherwise, the finish wasn't too different little more oak uh, the nose the only thing I'm disappointed with the aging process is the nose mellows out immediately yep there's I agree with almost, that there's almost no nose to these these other two whiskeys uh, that uh, that really kind of take away from the whole experience of drinking whiskey because you know part of the experience of drinking whiskey is you know smelling it first getting those notes because that's going to prime your palate to taste this so it's kind of amazing you can pick out flavors from a palate that has no nose or a very mild nose I should say so a nice a nice bump to to the uh, from start to finish uh, by five points for me I think uh, just about three yeah. for you right yeah three three point difference and like I said I, I think it's a big I think it really is a big difference in what you get from the barrel age and process in both of those. Um, but it's, it was interesting to see the oak and sweet candy that came out at the very end, but that kind of six week was was pretty surprising on just the change and how drastic the change in not only color, but nose and palate was in yeah. just, just six weeks. So what would you say the prime, uh, the prime aging spot for this one would be if you were to age one of these in your own oak barrel? Um... I would, I would, you know, it'd be interesting to see it go just a tad more than that, that six week mark. Um, I think maybe the twelve, the twelve week is over oaked, but I want to be curious to see if there's a, if you get to that point in the eight to ten week where you'd get some of those candies, but not over oaked. You know, you get some of that yeah. can, candy kind of flavor, but not as so deep into the oak. Yeah, um, I don't know. That would be interesting to me. I think I think that was one of the drawbacks for the for the twelve week was that over oaked flavor. You're right. I think this mellows perfectly after six weeks, and then maybe just a couple more weeks to get that uh, that cherry note in the palate. Because I really do like that. Uh, I really do like that cherry note, and that because that's something I did get with some past uh, single barrel select issues that I have I think they got a 15 and a half year one that has that uh, we have that down here in the spookies somewhere that, that really gives it that nice cherry uh, flavor so all in all it's it's kind of fun to see what the barrel process does what barrel aging does to whiskey even a finished whiskey already 
Yeah, and that's it's kind of like I said, it's, it's really a double a double barrel, like the Woodford, like the nineteen like the nineteen ten, um, and that's pretty interesting interesting too. Some of those go, Scott. I mean, only go as they go as short as three or six months on those. And yeah. Like I said, you, you're talking about, I mean, three months is 12 weeks, so you're saying that would be probably, what, just a few days in a barrel? In that one, would in a barrel be the size of that. 12, 12 weeks would be approximately three to four weeks, three weeks in one of these smaller barrels, so yeah. So three weeks in one of the smaller barrels, 12, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about you can get some results in just a short amount of time um, with those little small brows, which yeah. is pretty cool. Pretty cool that you can get them to that as small as two liters. I even looked on the website; you can get them as small as one liter if you want to do just a single barrel um, at a time. I tell yeah. you what else; these are pretty cool. I would say, I don't know, I say pretty cool, but maybe, maybe not. I mean, cools can be for display in your bar or kitchen or wherever your collection's at. It'd be a cool idea for an infinity barrel, you know, an infinity bottle, but now that I think about it, the longer you leave it in there, it's just going to get destroyed if it sits in there. I, I think what you long. have to do with, with the infinity, so if you, if, you know, look, if you're planning on and getting one of these, I, I would recommend going over to Thousand Oaks Barrel. Uh, it's literally the number 1000oaksbarrel.com. Uh, check it out. It, it is a great gift set. It comes with a nice little stand, uh, an actual, like, wood spigot that, it's, uh, it, it works, and the bung mm-hmm. the bung seals up pretty nicely in the bung hole, <laughs> and uh, and then it actually does age the whiskey a little bit. I mean, it does it does do things to the whiskey. So check it out if you want to grab grab one. I would I would recommend grabbing the two liter. I think that's more than uh, that's more than enough that you'll ever need. Because uh, quite honestly. If you're if you're getting into the three liter, you got to buy three li- you know three bottles of whiskey at a time in order to age it. That's you gotta, four. I mean, three liters is four seven fifty. So yeah, right? I mean, yeah, you got to so. get into you got to get it filled almost to the top. It's got to be it's got to be pretty filled in order for it to be to actually work in what you want it to do. Um, right, you want as much as much contact with that barrel as you can get. Yeah. So, interesting to see what, what happens with our next uh, experiment. And then um, maybe we'll have to take suggestions on how to do the next one. Whether we put, maybe we put, maybe we have to put some red wine in there for a little bit and give it a red wine flavor. A port. Yeah. Port. Yeah. A little port finish. Could be down. Could be down for yeah. that. So, very cool. Um, if you got a, if you got a barrel at home, uh, let us know how you age your whiskey and how long you think to age whiskey. Uh, otherwise, uh, the, this one, I'm not sure if you'll be able to find, but, uh, maybe if you hit me up and, um, ask nicely, I can send you a sample cause I got plenty of it. There you go. Pretty cool. So awesome. So Brent, uh, look, we're coming up on, uh, my favorite time of the year. It's recruitment. It's obviously recruitment time in the speakeasy. Um, we are doing our recruitment giveaway. We've just added another new member tonight, but if you want to invite, you know, fellow uh, bourbon whiskey enthusiasts to come join us, by all means do so. Let them know where to find the page. Invite them to the Facebook group. Tell them how to subscribe to the podcast. Because for everyone that does, for everyone, every person you bring to the Secret Speakeasy, to the Secret Society, You'll get entered, and they'll get entered into a giveaway for uh, a nice gift package of uh, 2018 stag, 2019 stag. Uh, is it handy? Yeah, handy. Yeah, a handy and a Weller 12. And a Weller 12. So we've got some nice vials for you to, to take home uh, as and those are vials, not, not full bottles. Yeah, yeah, just, vials, not full bottles. Uh, but two-ounce vials, it's a good, that's a good solid pour. And it's, it's something for you to taste uh, that you may not be able to find regularly, so... By all yep. means, get out there, spread the word, uh, share the podcast, share the Facebook group. And that way you, as well as your friend, uh, can be entered into to win some nice barrels or some nice bottles of whiskey. Bottles you've of been, whiskey. you've been uh, tracking that? Yep. I got, I got a tracker going. Uh, trusty notepad. Notepad tracker? Yep. little notepad tracker. Uh, but as we get into that, we are getting into my favorite time of the year, Brant. And that is a celebration of James Bond and whiskey. 
So we've got a, a special series coming up in February, March, and April leading up to the release of No Time to Die, the 25th Bond movie. Damn. It is a franchise that has lasted over 50 years, and it is exciting to see uh, the new film. I am a huge James Bond fan, and I cannot wait to see the new film. So starting in February, we're going to start with the, the base models that, that Bond has drank on film, and I'm sure even off film. And that is uh, the first first whiskey we're going to be doing is Mac 10, Macallan 10, which you can see in uh, uh, Skyfall. And then Jim Beam White, which is a standard Jim Beam White label that you can find in Goldfinger and that Sean Connery is actually a spokesperson for during the 60s. Yeah, so, I didn't that. Yeah, he actually was a spokesperson for, for Jim Beam White Label you know, right after Goldfinger because they used uh, Jim Beam White Label for their uh, their mint juleps in uh, in Goldfinger. So very interesting. Um, <laughs> we've also got some fun short pours coming up. Uh, M is a huge fan of drinks as well. M being James Bond's boss, if you don't know. Uh, he, sometimes she... Prefers a bit of cognac. So, Brant introduced me to cognac, I want to say, about this time last year. Yeah, probably so. And so we're going to be drinking some Martel XO and some Martel Cordon Bleu, some, uh, some cognac uh, from France that is uh, really ridiculously good. From the, the oldest cognac house in France, which a lot of people yeah. don't know because it's not one of the big... Well, it's not one of the Americanized big names. It's not. No, it's not... Yeah, Hennessy, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is definitely a big, a big player in the world, of, in the world of, of cognac for sure. Yeah. Uh, in March, we actually have a, a Macallan Twelve series. So again, Macallan is synonymous with Bond. Bond has drank Macallan. Well, at least Daniel Craig has drank Macallan on, on this, on the screen for all of his movies, and it, it's kind of been the preeminent brand and, and you know it ties into marketing that McCallum's done to their brand to make it the most preeminent bottle of whiskey you can find so we're going to be drinking the, the Mac 12 series so we're going to start with the sherry the classic sherry finished whiskey uh, the double oak which we've done on the show and then uh, the triple oak which is kind of new for the last couple of years I think that was uh, just a year ago or two we started that one yeah pretty recently um, and it's one of the ones that I think when that one was released, it may have came in the new bottle with the new, like, yep. sexy neck cut. Oh, um, yeah, it is, a, it is a gorgeous bottle. Yeah, so, um, yep, that basically replaced the Fine Oak series. Um, instead of being confusing in its delivery of what it was, um, they kind of just said, hey, it's a triple cask. This is what it is. Right here on the front of the label, you can see it. Uh, it's no, you know, no mystery in what, um, what it is. Um, yeah, and they've got it all kind of easier to figure out now. There's three twelves, a fifteen, two eighteens, and that's pretty much it in the in the bulk of the yeah the the aid the normal age statement series. There's a, a double cast goal, which is an unage statement, the only unage statement they make in the normal the normal line, and then um, and we just saw the release of the fifth. Uh, yearly special release. That's like a purple. Yeah, the purple. Um, purple. So that's that's pretty cool. I gotta go try to hunt my bottle down. I'm still looking for a number three. I missed that one. I gotta try to uh, dig up. Dig up. Number one four is somewhere. good. Number four is really yeah. good. So. Um, and then in the meantime, on in March, we're also gonna be doing a short pour. Uh, again, going back to M. You know, this is more so to Judy Dench's character. Uh, M played when when played by Judy Dench. She really enjoys Talisker. So we have. Uh, some some drams of uh, Talisker 10, you know, standard Talisker 10 that you're going to find on the shelves everywhere. And then uh, the pretty ultra-rare Talisker 25. We got to, we got a sample of that, so we're going to be drinking that side-by-side side with Talisker 10 and kind of go alongside the difference uh, between the two of those. And then in April, as we lead up to the release of James Bond, which uh, is April 20th, 2020. Can't wait for this day. Uh, we are going to be drinking... Uh, McAllen M. We have gotten a nice gift from uh, from a friend of the show, who uh, who decided to bestow upon us 
some Macallan M. We are going to be drinking that because in Skyfall, Macallan or Bond drinks a 50-year-old Macallan whiskey, and inside of M there is some 50-year-old whiskey. And then can't, can't believe that we're we're. I know. Drinking. I know. I'm super excited for that one. And then finally, to finish off, we decided to. Uh, there's no better way than to toast James Bond in his, his 26th film uh, than to send him off with the, the cocktail that made him famous, and that's the Vesper Martini. So we'll be making that in the speakeasy and drinking that just to uh, kind of salute James and, and talk about some of our favorite moments from the film, uh, reminisce on these last three months of, of drams that we've had in honor of James. And uh, and maybe talk a lot about that McCallum M. Yes, I gotta find my uh, I gotta find Gordon's Gordon's gin. Yep, Gordon's. And you need some vodka too. But I'm sure you have that. Yeah, get vodka. We don't we it? don't keep the that. Recipe is what recipe is what Gordon's Lillette? Gordon's. Uh, it's uh, three uh, three ounces of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kinalale, okay. and yeah. then I'll share a little tip. When we make the sh- when we make the drinks, um, and I'll, I'll don't worry, I'll, I'll keep Branton on this because this will make it closer to the original cocktail flavor than what because mm. Kinalale is isn't the same as it was 50 years ago. So it's just a little blanc. Little blanc, yep. Yeah. So make sure you guys uh, go check that out. If uh, go go grab some of those bottles. Obviously, we don't expect you to grab Macallan M because we don't have Macallan M either. Right. But if, but if you, you do, <laughs> if you do, and you want to share a little bit of it, by all means, take we'll it. take some. Exactly. Or if you've uh, got fifty laying around, or thirty, yeah. or seventy-two so Lalik, whatever. It means. Yeah. As we as we get into uh, as we get into the the James Bond series, we are excited to see uh, to to taste those and taste some of those whiskeys. I'm actually really excited for not just the M, but the Macallan Twenty Five or the. Uh, uh, Talisker 25, and then that triple cask from Macallan 12. Interesting to see what that'll taste like. Those have been on the way to you for the last two months, apparently. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll get here. The holidays, I think they'll get here now. The holidays have slowed us down, yeah. Yeah. So look, as we, uh, as we finish up every show, uh, long last the whiskey and long live the adventure. So, Brent, if you came in to learn. Drink what you learn. If you came in to share. Share what you drink. If you came in here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink up. Drink up, everyone. I just had to, I had to guess, and it was one of the two. Drink, share, share, drink. Drink, share, awesome. share, drink. Yep. Cheers. Mary, cheers, everyone. Marry these all three together. Do you have any? Do you have any left mm-hmm. of any of them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Some blending. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's actually better to blend them all together.